hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business, so don't miss out. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, I'm super excited. We've got the second installment for these type podcasts that I'm doing, and I've got a really cool guest with you or with us today, um, Jess Les Roberts, and she did my mastermind more than a year ago. I think it's like 18 months ago now. Um, and she's just got off our type panel in the membership yesterday, which is super exciting. Now, before I get to that, though, I want to remind you that we are enrolling people right now for the mastermind. And ultimately, this mastermind really helps human design newbies and junkies to become an expert in their human design super fast so that they can finally experience freedom to live their unique soul purpose. You know, this is something that so many people are not doing. And this mastermind is really going to connect you to that unique soul purpose. You know, human design doesn't have to be complicated. And ultimately, in the mastermind, I teach people through simple and repeatable actions that get results fast and empower you to become your own guru. So you don't have to rely on me or anyone else. You can actually learn to love, trust and accept yourself as your own leader, your own guru um, and transform your life. So if this has been something that has spoken to you, that you've had the nudge from the universe, well, this is the sign that you're looking for. We still have some seats available and I would love, love, love as many of you to get on it. So if you want to join the mastermind, go to the show notes, check out the link, um, go to the webinar replay page, click on the replay. You will go through to a landing page where you can either enroll or you can book a call to talk to me. If you can't find a call in your time zone um, that's available, then just DM me, reach out because this transformational event is not to be missed. So if you're being nudged in this direction, then please do not let fear stand in your way because this will change your life. All right, enough on that. I am so looking forward to you guys getting into the type series and hearing from our amazing guests. So I'll shut up and leave you to it. Bye for now. So, hey, Jess, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. 
So can you tell my listeners a little bit about your design, please? Oh, sure. Uh, so I'm 4-6, pure generator. Um, yeah, that's, that is Beautiful. like, that is That'll me. do. I'm, I completely resonate with all of it. I love it. So today what we're going to do, listeners, is just as we have, if you listen to the Manifesto um, podcast, we're just going to go through and talk about being a generator. What is a, a generator? So um, let's start at ground zero. The technicalities of being a generator means that in your chart, you have a defined sacral. It means that the sacral center is colored in. So, um, and this means that you are someone who has consistent and reliable energy. Um, it's what we call life force energy. And ultimately, one of the most important keynotes of being a generator is that you're on the planet to do the work that lights you up these are beings that actually love work when they're doing the work that they are they've come here to do now the generator is also they're here to create life force energy for the planet so the beauty of of generators is that as long as they're following the things that light them up and we're going to talk a little bit about that as long as they're following the things that light them up Literally, the universe will just keep bringing things to them to respond to. So before we get into strategy and authority, Jess, do you want to just talk a little bit about that being a generator, what it feels like to feel lit up um, and really that that workforce energy, like that, sorry, that life force energy that runs through your veins. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's undeniable. Like it takes over my whole body and just like, it just surges and it's not, um, it's sustainable. Like it's not a high, low, it's like, it is there. And it's just like this fire burning when that alignment is really happening. Um, so it's not a, uh, necessarily like, oh, I'm going to burn out if I keep up with this pace or, or that sort of thing. It's a very kind of almost grounded energy with purpose. Like, okay, I have clarity oh my goodness. Yes. I want to do this. Um, yeah, my body just like lights up and I have sustained energy to do whatever that is. Yeah. And this is, this is a really great place to, to or really great point. Now being a generator, when you say yes to things that are right for you, it means that you will have all the energy you need to complete, to do that thing, to get to the end. However, generators do have a tendency to say yes to lots of things. Um, And we're going to get to that in a little bit more. But before we get to that, I want to talk about strategy and authority. Now, for generators, if if you're at what we call a pure generator, it means that your strategy and your authority are all rolled into one because ultimately the strategy for generators is to respond. So let's talk a little bit about this responding thing because I know Often when people come to human design, they're a generator. In fact, they're any type but a manifester and they're told that they have to wait in some way to respond, that they can't initiate. People are like, no, get get stuffed. I don't want to. I want to go out and, and do stuff. However, the way the generator is designed to dance with the universe through their strategy is in response. And I want you to imagine that Um, the generator has this really big and attractive aura. And it's like this aura that is constantly pulling things toward them. Now, the things that are being pulled toward them, um, I'm not going to get too technical, but ultimately it's, it's whatever you put in your energy. So whatever you put in your mind or the energy that you're feeling, the stories that you're telling yourself, you're constantly pulling these things towards you. And the purpose of pulling these things toward that big and attractive aura And this could be things, this could be opportunities, this could be people. The generator has a very attractive aura, but you're drawing these things to you to respond to. It gives you the opportunity to use that defined sacral and that defined sacral has the deepest, most connected knowing of all the authorities. If you're a pure generator, you're the most connected to what is correct for you in any one moment. Um, A lot of the other authorities, they depend on timing or other things. So, 
the generator is attracting all of these things to them to respond to. The thing about responding is it has to be something external of you. It can't be you have a thought and you go out and take action on it. It has to be something external. Now, you could be watching a video and all of a sudden think of a friend and then go and call that friend because you're responding to that video. That video has in some way inspired you into action. Um, you can respond to a job opportunity that's given to you. You can re- you can respond to all sorts of things. So Jess, do you want to tell us a little bit about how when you first discovered your generator and you started really leaning into responding, tell us a bit about that journey and maybe how things really changed when you responded to things externally as opposed to potentially trying to initiate? Oh, it's a relief. I mean, like when you're saying that it's, oh yeah, let the mind go. Like you don't need to be thinking and planning and what if this happens and, oh, I don't know about that. And just, no, that's not how my energy is meant to be operating. Um, So to be more present and more clear on, on that stake or like, yep, this is a yes. Uh-huh. Still, still there. Um, oh, it's like, that's just a relief and not to say that it's just like, ah, oh, it's all rainbows all the time. Um, there's definitely times where you're like, well, I have this thought. It's a really good thought. Like, Hmm, how could I manipulate this to respond to it? Uh, so that definitely still creeps in, but once you get a hit of that external response and it like being aligned for you. It's like, oh, that's what it is. Okay. I, yeah, I want to do more of this because it's just such a lovely flow and little things will start to pop up and then more kind of pops up and you're like, well, that's an interesting, huh? I was just thinking about this or I just saw this. Um, and just, it, it's a nice unfolding with moments of still like, oh, this sounds really good. Like, I think I should do, be doing these things when it's, all external. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> and one of the um <clears throat> and one of the things that kept coming up on the panel yesterday was mm-hmm. how much easier it is in response, you know, like when you're responding to the sacral or the sacral responding to its external reality, things are just so much easier. And I just loved how everyone was having such a laugh over all the times like as generators or, you know, I've got to define sacral too. So yeah. MGs, we're constantly pushing and forcing, yet mm-hmm. we know we've done the experiment that it's so much easier if we just let that responding um, strategy play out first, you know, like life is just, the flow is so much simpler. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Totally. Love it. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we're talking about type, we're also we we start with strategy. Um, we've talked about the sacral. We know that you have a defined sacral, which means you have consistent, reliable energy to this workforce, this life force, this desire, this you know sexual energy. Um, we didn't t- we didn't um, touch on this with the manifestors, but this is if you have a defined sacral, you're also setting the the tone, if you like, for the sexual energy in a relationship because you're the one that has the consistent and reliable um, energy. If you have an undefined sacral, this means it's going to be very, your sexual energy is going to be very dependent on your partner's energy. So just as an aside. Um, Now, when we're a generator, our our signposts, if you like, are frustration and satisfaction. Now we call them our not self theme, which is frustration, and we call it our signature, which is um, satisfaction. So frustration tends to happen when we are out of our own flow, potentially when we're in force. Um, Jess, do you want to talk a little bit to, to frustration for us, please? Yeah. I mean, that's a a beautiful summary of it because it is that simple. Um, Yeah. The the frustration, I I see it two ways. Like it's that immediate change of energy. You do have that flow and you have consistency, you're doing whatever, and then something can kind of change and you just can notice in your body Oh, I'm tightening up. I'm constricting. I'm like pulling my shoulder away. I'm closing up, whatever that may be. Um, but there's also frustration of like uh, either internally for like own self judgment or externally of why they do it that way or 
oh, I, I just want to get this done. Or if that pace of work is being hindered by others, for me, that's probably been one of the more common um, aspects of frustration is where my expectation for work to do, like I'm clear on my task. Oh, something's come up. Okay. Frustration can really show itself there. Um, so yeah, it can kind of be that like instant change of energy and unexpected event that may happen. Um, Cause like we can just be so heads down and be like, no, yeah. this is what I'm doing. This is my task. Um like, why did this external thing happen? Yeah. Um, and it can be kind of a slow burn as well. You know, there may be like little frustrations and you're not addressing it. And it's just going to get louder and louder to where, you know, that emotion really just starts to come out. And, you know, that'll vary on each person. But yeah. um, I've experienced it definitely both ways. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, everyone needs to experiment for themselves mm-hmm. because we we do, do all have nuances. But I love what you said about the workflow. You know, if generators are on the planet to do the work, like this is a massive part of the purpose of a generator, right? Mm-hmm. The, like if, if you're a generator and you want to know your purpose, just find what lights you up and do that. You know, like that's a really great start. Um, and when you're being, you know, um, derailed from that, when you're off that, um, doing that work, frustration can show up. Um, It can also show up, like I know for me, having a defined sacral, my frustration will also show up if I'm pushing myself too hard. If my sacral's gone, it's rest time. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm just going to keep going. So my frustration can happen then, you know, like um, it's literally this piece that's saying you're out of alignment. It's trying to teach you something. It's trying to bring your attention to something. Um, And it could be, as simple as take a break or take a rest. Now, the other important point I want to point out here with frustration is that with a generator, their energy works on a very um, um, distinct cycle, if you like. There's a growth cycle, then there's a plateau, then there's a growth cycle, then there's a plateau. Now, on that plateau, often frustration will turn up because the, the generator's been like, yeah, I'm following the, the white rabbit. I'm doing the thing that's lighting me up. Oh, my God, I feel so excited. I'm so pumped up. Yay! And then all of a sudden, nothing. Crickets. Um, and frustration can turn up in that time because all of a sudden the mind says, oh, I'm not doing what I love anymore. Um, I, I should stop. And that's not true at all. Like the way growth works from a brain point of view And I would say that every type actually experiences this cycle. However, because um, generators have that consistent um, cycle happening all the time, it's there for them all the time. Other people, other types aren't going to notice it as readily because it comes and goes. Um, But what happens is that we have to integrate. We have to integrate what we're learning and what's growing. And when we're growing, everything's changing and shifting and Um, we're learning new things and experimenting and that's a really exciting time. It can be also scary because we're getting out of our comfort zone, but it's almost like our brains get addicted to the adrenaline of growth. And when that drops away through this period of integration, we kind of freak out and we panic and the generator will often um, quit in that plateau and never, ever quit. And I remember before I even knew about human design, I would talk about this with my um, you know, performance coaching or executive coaching clients. And we'd always talk about this plateau. And I was like, nah, this is a time where you need to just chill out, take a rest, take a break, um, appreciate the, the quiet times because everything's integrating and it's getting ready for this next up level. Now, this brings us full circle to this uh, responding piece. Now, if you're a generator and you're feeling like nothing's going on, um, you know, you're like, oh, well, maybe this isn't right for me anymore. Generators must only quit in response. Okay. So never quit because you think you should quit. You only quit because something external of you um, initiates a response in you to quit, if that makes sense. So be really aware of that. Now, the next piece I want to talk about is the signature, and that's satisfaction. And and one of my favorite stories, I shared it yesterday um, in the membership, is like I remember watching my youngest son running along the beach one day, just popping all these, you know, little seaweeds, and the sound was 
you know, like every time he stood on it, they would make this sound and he would, he turned around and just went, oh, my mom, I find this so satisfying just popping this seaweed. And it really, in that moment dawned on me, like satisfaction, often with a generator, they have a big energy. They've got the drive to do what they love. They, they want to get things done. They want to, um, you know, there's a lot of energy behind them. And what can happen is that they get focused on a big outcome or a big energy release or or something um, like that. And it's totally the mind being attached to something or an expectation or an outcome. With a generator, when they're in their, their signature, it's this satisfaction. It's a feeling of a job well done. It's like um, this beautiful, I always have this memory back in when I was working in corporate Whenever we'd had really big events, so it was a big client review or um, a quarterly review or a, I don't know, whatever it was, I always remember the drive home. And I remember the drive home because I always remember feeling like I'm physically tired, I'm mentally tired, I did the best I could, we had a good outcome, and there's this sense of satisfaction. Um, and that, it doesn't have to be after a big event, it can be after the littlest thing as well. But this is when you are in alignment, you're doing what you're designed to do. Jess, do you want to talk to satisfaction a bit, please? Oh, yeah. Even you just talking about it, I'm like, I just want to get cozy with it. Like, oh, yes, that just engulf me in satisfaction. Like, it's absolutely a job well done. And it's not like um, a job well done, like for others. It's like I within myself, like I am proud of what I did. I'm proud of what the the presentation is, what I've overcome, how it turned out. Like I would say, even thinking back to grade school, I was never a strong like test taker. That would always be kind of the the lowest grades in school would be that that section. Um, But there would always be a project. And I would like bank on the project. Be like, okay, I can be creative. My mom's super creative. She has all these cool things. I can put it together and be visual. Um, And I would be so proud. Like I still have some of those projects because I'm like, that's so fun. Like I did that in sixth grade. Like that was really creative of me. Um, But it's just that like, I was so proud of it just for myself. Like it wasn't people were giving me praise. I mean, I enjoy that too, but it was a very internal like job well done. Like this, I wanted to spend my time doing this. And the whole journey was for satisfaction. Like it just... It's very pure. Yeah, I love that. I think you're so right. It is totally um, about you. And as you were speaking, I was thinking like every call I get off, I get that feeling after it. You know, it's very rare that I don't. Um, And it is just that little indicator that says to us, okay, this is, we're on the right path. We're heading in the right direction. This feels really good. Because remembering that in human design, um, we're always talking about moving from making decisions with the head to making decisions with the body, you know, and with a generator specifically, we're talking about the sacral. Now, we're not going to go into the solar plexus today, but the only exception to the sacral rule is if you have a defined solar plexus, which means you have the emotional wave. Um, your solar plexus is still talking to you all the time. You still are, uh huh, uh uh, uh. I will get to that bit. I haven't shared that yet. But your emotional wave is going to have the final say. Now, how your solar plexus talks to you, how you know it's a yes or a no, is that it is actually um, it, what, what they call in human design, there is a non-audible response. So it's not language. It's not a language response. It's a, um, you know, a lot of teachers will say it's a aha uh-huh or uh-uh, um, but it's your way of doing a yes or a no. You know, like Jess, Jess and I were giggling about yesterday. She just nods a lot. There's a lot of nodding going on over here. Um, and, and manifesting generators can have a, a wider range of language, but with the with the generator, there's going to be a simplicity to it, a yes or a no. Now, um, the thing is, is you have to trust the yes or the no, and you have to trust the sacral response because the sacral response is faster than the mind, but the mind jumps in so quickly, like it's still under a second, um, that you can think that you're you're coming from the sacral when actually you're coming from the mind. So 
how we get our sacral online is we literally just ask simple yes no questions um and then we we drop in um a big question that we want an answer to um jess should we have should we have a go sure let's do it awesome i don't have a big question do you have a big question that you want an answer to at the moment oh um, nothing like being put on the spot i know um Man, not in particular, because this next week I'm going to go on vacation. So I don't feel like I have that. I love it. That's okay. Um, But let's just do it anyway. So it's as simple as this. You want to ask your um, friend, your partner, anyone. I actually do it on myself. But the other thing I was that I love is I both my VAs. Um, are both MGs, manifesting generators. So I use their cycles all the time because I'm an emotional. So I'm like, I need time. Uh, let's talk to your cycles. So it's as simple as just asking questions like, Jess, is your hair brown? Yes. Is your name Jess? It is. Yes. Do you like chocolate? Yes. Are you going on holiday next week? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you ready to launch your new website? no <laughs> and you see this is it and I loved it I watched your face because the, the mind jumped in so freaking quickly it did. um I don't want to tell the truth I don't want to tell the truth is the, it, already it, yeah 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 and and so this is the thing and this is how we can go ahead what were you going to say it's uh it, it I like I could feel that initial like oh and then the mind like oh no 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 like it, that's the like that split second of, oh, body, oh, then the mind, like just kind of a wave, just kind of crashing over it. Yeah. And this is really powerful. So if you get into the habit of helping someone, what we call bring your sacral online um, and and start to trust it, the more you trust it, the clearer you're going to get, the clearer guidance you're going to get for yourself. You know, I had a very funny experience the other day when I was doing this with with Mel, my social media person. Um, I needed an answer on something and I asked her yes, no questions. And then I asked her what I thought was a funny question, but it was actually because she answered yes, she was like, oh God, I didn't want you to know that about me. Um, And of course it was all lighthearted and fine, but this is how powerful the sacral is when we build a muscle and really can trust it. Um, So yes, thank you for the demonstration. Right. Now, what I want to talk about with the, with generators is a couple of um, things for you guys to look out for. Number one, the generator, because you're designed when the, when the sacral says yes, what it's actually saying yes to is access to the sacral energy. It means that if the sacral says yes, you have the energy to do this thing, to complete this thing. Now, some of you, when you go deeper into your charts, this is why I don't agree with um, a lot of um, type sort of casting, if you like. So be very conscious that there are more details much deeper into your chart. However, in most cases, when you get the yes, it means I have the energy to complete this thing. What can happen though is that generators are very aware that they have all of this energy and other people don't have all of this energy. So what's going to happen is they will have often been conditioned just to say yes, like, yep, I can do that. Yep, I can do that. And if someone else is struggling with something or doesn't do something straight away, they'll jump in and do it. So a lot of generators can carry conditioning where they say yes when things should be no and their aura gets jammed full of things that should have been no's, meaning that they can't call in what they actually want, their real, true, authentic yeses. So boundaries and learning to say no are hugely important to the generator. Do you want to talk to that a little bit, Jess? Yeah, I just flash back to the mastermind and the day you went over this with having clogged auras. And I still can like visualize in my notes where it says, even though I can do it, doesn't mean I need to do it. Like that was like a, oh yeah, that was my role in a lot of positions was like, oh yeah, yeah, I can, I can do this. Like, sure. I'll take it off your plate. I'll, I'll do it. Did I get joy and satisfaction from it? I mean, maybe a little knowing I was helping someone, but that still was a very like external, it wasn't an internal joy. It was just another item on the list to do. Um, So that was just like a, whoa, like let that sink in. Like I am capable, but 
I get to choose where that energy goes. Like, it's not just because it's here. I have to be doing it. Um, And then there's, you know, the whole other dynamics with boundaries, you know, with your personal relationships and your family dynamics that you start to explore. Um, Cause that's the conditioning and, and, and a part, of, and there's definitely a part of that with, oh yeah, I, this is my role in the family. So I'm the one who's used to doing, you know, X, Y, Z. And you can start to investigate, like, do I still want that to be my role or are there things that I want to change and how do I want to go about doing that? And talking about ease again, like you will be surprised over and over again, how gracious and easy those conversations and understanding those conversations are because everyone wants the best for you and cares about you. So again, getting out of your mind, once that clarity starts to come in with boundaries, um, it's just giving yourself grace and those that are involved as well, that grace, um, because it's so worth it. Yeah, and I love what you say. Um, the thing that I think that people don't realize is that you're designed perfectly and when you're in alignment with your design, things are easy. So it's very counterintuitive to say, um, what, if I say no, people are going to be okay with that. If you say no in alignment to your design, people will be okay with that. There will be a process of reteaching people how to treat you because you've taught people that you have no boundaries, that you can be walked all over or you'll pick up responsibility where where others won't, um, which tends to be a big thing for generators. However, as you go through the process of reteaching people how to treat you, this will be a game changer and it'll be much easier than you than you think it's going to mm-hmm. be. Um, and, and yeah, like it's such a powerful point. Like just because you can, doesn't mean you should, um, that energy is meant to be lit up and excited. So this brings us actually to that place where a lot of generators don't realize that they can say, well, no, I just don't, I don't want to do it just because it doesn't feel good. Like I just doesn't light me up. I'm not excited to do that because they're so conditioned to just do the work or do the thing. So there's this also retraining yourselves to follow what lights you up. And, you know, as kids, a generator child in a perfect world, in a perfect upbringing, if a generator child says, no, I don't like that, then you're like, cool, let's move on. Um, You know, the big thing with generators and while we're on generator children, but any of your generators, you want to be asking yes, no questions, not open-ended questions. You don't want to be asking them, you know, tell me about or, you know, what would you like for dinner? You know, that's one for me as an MG that is always like, it just, it, I really wrestle with it. But if you say, do you want pasta? No. Do you want salad? Yes. Like it's super easy. Um, and, and then empowering and trusting, especially your kids that if they say they don't like something, they don't want to do something. Um, And you can say things like one of the things that you can try is like, okay, so if you keep going for the next two weeks and we can check in, is it okay if we decide then? Yes, you know, Um, because, you know, you don't necessarily just want a kid that's going, no, I don't want to do anything because there's a fear thing going in underneath. Like, of course, we've got got levels of this, but Mm -hmm. trusting from a young age, that sacral and that yes, no is really powerful so that when you grow up, your aura isn't jam-packed with other people's stuff. It's free and it's got space because what's going to happen with um, a generator's huge aura and attractive aura is that it will get jammed full of stuff. So you have to make sure you're clearing it out. We had a great example yesterday of one of the generators, uh, Melissa, talking about um, excuse me, how she declutters. Whenever she's feeling stuck, she declutters something like a, a, I don't know, a wardrobe she was talking about. Now, the thing about generators is that this energy, this sacral energy is very connected to physical movement. Like this is this to move energy of a generator is also to move the physical body. If you get frustrated um, and you feel stuck, get up and physically move your body because this is an energy that needs to be used up. The life force energy needs to be used up in a day. So making sure that the physical body also gets a bit of a workout. And that could be anything from walking to yoga to, um, you know, high intensity workouts. Like it can be whatever you need to trust you and find out what's true for you. 
But there is this theme with generators that the energy, if the energy gets stuck or full, you need to clear something out and then physically move the energy. And all of a sudden, everything will come to you. Like the responding is something that can happen pretty bloody quickly um, when you've got space for it to come to you. Uh, So next, what I want to talk about is a generator in a relationship. So I think I'm just going to ask you directly, because I know this was a great, you gave some really great examples yesterday. Um, As a generator, what do you need in a relationship? Yeah, I'm going to steal one from the panel because I was like, oh, yes, that was real good. So she was mentioning recognition for her work, for that lit up work. And I love that so much because, you know, your mind goes to projectors for that recognition piece. And I literally have not thought about that before. But if I think of like five love languages, words of affirmation are on the top for me. Like, give give me that and I am full. Like, that, that is really important for me. So recognizing that lit up work, oh, that's just satisfaction like yeah that is wonderful to get that recognition especially yeah. from you know people you trust and feel safe with and, and all that like that just kind of elevates that um, yeah I'm just gonna have to jump on it in on that too mm-hmm. because I'm the same you know and I even think that for me and yes I'm an MG so we're not really talking about me today um but that being recognized for the work that you do that's a massive part. Like that was a huge game changer for me. So I love that piece. Mm-hmm. Back to you. Um, okay. So relationship, I would also say the yes, no questions. Like, I mean, your example is perfect of like food. Cause I mean, food's going to come up every day, pretty much in any relationship, unless you're like a chef and that's what you do and you own it. Um, but for most dynamics, food conversation is going to come up. Um, and it is, it's that open-ended, it is very rare that I'm like, I already know before you ask, this is what I want. Like very rare that happens. Um, so yeah, so it's experimenting with, do you want to eat out? Do you want to cook? Do you want to just grab something here? And then that kind of like narrows the options and then more yes, no. Do you want to try something new? Do you want that? Like, great. Let's like keep going down. And it doesn't have to take a long time. It's just that, you know, five or so questions um, for food specifically. Um, but man, the ease is there. And it, like energy just stops with, well, what do you want to eat? Oh, yeah. I don't know. And, and I like, love as a generator. If I ever say, I don't know, like that question needs to be chunked down. Like that is literally my sacral did not respond. Like it's too big, too open-ended. Even if the other person doesn't feel like it's that open-ended, like you got to chunk it down. So it's a yes, no. If you're wanting like a really clear, concise direction. Yeah, that's gold. Absolute gold. People stop, pause, rewind, write that shit down. Like (laughs) I think that it's so important to understand that a generator does not know they yes. know in response. Yes. So, you know, it's all well and good with people getting frustrated at the generator that says, I don't know, um, but they they genuinely don't. So that's such great advice. I freaking love it. Like, yes, no questions. Um, recognize the work that they do um, and, and understand like that a generator is really here to do what they love. So if you're in a partnership, in a relationship with a generator and you're um, an energy type that doesn't have a sacral and you feel like, oh, they're working all the time, like this is what they love. If they're doing what they love, you know, honor them for that, hold space for them for that because ultimately their work is a massive part of why they're on the planet. Um, so really let allow them the space to to go deep and dive deep and spend the time on on being um, in their work. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, can I so, add something to that? Yeah, Anna? please, please. Um, so one thing that I really noticed as well as a generator or like a revelation is I would say before I was a really indecisive person, like that people pleasing, that like go with the flow, like that's just very natural. Like, yeah, oh, great, let's do that. Sure, why not? And I'm realizing it's that it's not getting chunked down. It's like, yeah, I default to that because my sacral hasn't yet 
responded because it's still too open. So if your generator defines sacral and you also feel that, you know, people may put that label like, oh, you're indecisive. You can never make a decision. Like, come on. Okay. I respond externally. How can I start to flip that? And those people around me that I feel safe with, that I have those interactions with, what can we experiment with? So that clarity just comes, like, it's just going to come. It's not that you're indecisive. It's that you haven't received those questions for your sacral to actually respond to. Absolutely. And and there is this, so um, gold, the mm-hmm. sacral has a yes, a no, and a, oh, and yes. it, it's, it's not even like, it's not even like an, I don't know. It's just like, oh, like nothing's coming. I yes. don't know. Um, yes. And that is like the best way I can describe it is, is a, a not yet. Like, um, and as you were speaking, it made me, it made me actually think that it, it's more a more information, please. You know, like it's, it's more questions, please. It, it's not so much the information. It's like you say, it's that moment where the sacral is like either um, it's a not now because often the sacral will be like, oh, well, it's going to be a yes in two weeks maybe, but not now. It's not now. Um, and the sacral's always in the now, always in the now. Um, so either it's not time yet or it's this uh, I can't respond to that. Like it's it's not a clear yes or no. So the more you practice the yes or no and the more that you, um, you know, you as a generator, you could even, practice asking you know your other generators in your family like build the muscle and ask the question because then you're going to be thinking in yes no questions as well the more that you do it um and I definitely do that with with myself like I ask myself yes no questions and go down that road and I've just had an epiphany hearing you speak that you know because I apply so much of this to the work that I do um you know, it, it's sort of easy with work, but yet as we're traveling around Australia, like one of the things that I'm constantly telling myself is, oh, we have to plan more. Um, and as you're speaking, I'm like, oh my God, it's got nothing to do with planning. I just haven't been asked the yes, no questions. I just asked like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, I don't oh, know. Yes. And it just, it's so uncomfortable. Like, I don't know, you decide. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's so, so wise. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about generators as kids um, really being able to physically move their body, um, the, and that's for adults too, physically use the life force energy because a generator is designed to use up all their energy of a day um, and when their head hits the pillow, straight out to sleep, okay? That's how generators are designed. Um, and really allowing kids that space to tell you yes or no and and really build the muscle of asking your generator kids yes no questions um and not open-ended questions because trust me it can end in bloody world war three um uh so the last thing i really want to talk about um is if you are living with working with or specifically like if you're a coach or human design um let's say reader what do people need to know working with generators? How are they going to be able to support generators the best? Jess, mm. how's that open-ended question for you? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it does come back to like yes, no questions. I would say in a context, like if you're coaching, interacting um, with a generator, it's the, the yes, no questions are so powerful for when like that decision when they're grappling with something, you know, when there isn't that clarity, it's okay. I need that external response to start chunking down. Uh, yep. Okay. That's, that's a yes. That's what I go to. And I'm leaning more and more into like leaning to in my network, realizing, okay, I can't think this through. I can't have the yes, no's just myself. Like I, I need an external source put me into that kind of energetic state and then like, yeah, I'm responding. Okay. That's clear. And I'm not in my head about it. Um, and then I would say the other thing that probably 99% of the time is going to be around clogged aura, 
boundary, people pleasing, kind of that whole umbrella. And that's likely most people, but for generators, I feel like it's just even more ingrained. And because we have that life force energy, our burnout may not look like a typical burnout. And we may not have even thought for a second that that is the health, uh, the state of our body, um, because we can just kind of, for lack of a better word, override it to a certain yeah. degree. Um, so yeah, I think those are two kind of. Yeah, I love this. So, um, and thank you so much for reminding me because I haven't talked about this either. Um, really, under, uh, really powerful to understand that um, a generator, so anyone who has a defined sacral, uh, is going to be able to do what we call a functional burnout meaning that they can still do the doing, they can still turn up to work, they can, you know, get the job done, uh, but they're in burnout and they don't necessarily know they're in burnout until um, they get a diagnosis of some kind, Um, you know, an immune disorder or they get sick or something. Now, it's really important to understand that as a generator, if you lose your lust for life, like if you literally like can't be bothered Um, and everything feels like Groundhog Day, then the odds are you are doing or entering or heading towards a functional burnout because you are designed to feel really lit up and excited by life. Um, And if you're not, either you're heading in the wrong direction or you don't even have the energy to be lit up, which means you need to rest. Um, As Jess also um, touched on, there is this obligation feeling that a lot of generators walk around with like they feel like they're um it's their obligation to take care of everyone um to do everything to be the action taker to take responsibility um and they're just not but what that does do is it sends the um the sacral what happens is you're saying yes to all of these things but the sacral's like no, I'm not giving you access to the the energy. So you're literally like tapping yourself out of all of your vital energy because you don't physically have access to your superpower because the superpower is like, no, it's, it's clear no from me. And once you get into this functional burnout, you mightn't even know. I've had a client that I genuinely believe she'd been in some form of functional burnout for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, once we went down this path and literally she closed her business, took three months off. Um, and you know, this was really hard. This is actually a manifesting generator, but still, and everything started to slowly, but surely shift and change and, you know, amazing things happened over time, but she had to rest. So this is the other piece, being a type that has all this consistent and reliable energy that doesn't mean that you're invincible and it doesn't mean that you don't need to rest. You do need to have rest time. You need to play. You need to have fun. Um, Responding to life includes, you know, one thing that I notice is that if I'm working too much and I will, you know, I'll feel that frustration because every time I respond to something within my business, like I don't feel excited and I'm like, well, that's weird. And the first thing I do is like just get out into the world and just go and do something different, go and have fun. And then all of a sudden, like that responding, it comes back like the, ah, there's my yes, there's my yes. It was the yes wasn't there because I just didn't have the energy for it. So pay attention when you don't have the energy for something because you do have permission to say, not now, maybe later. Um, uh, Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, which I think is a pretty cool place to, to finish on. Anything else you want to add to that, Jess? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't think so. I think the one thing I would highlight as well, you were kind of mentioning at the end with the play and fun, that's something we haven't highlighted too much. But, like, that's so important, especially if you hit a plateau. Go do other things that light you up. Like, fuel your cup in a different way. And that'll create clarity for that other thing that you're like, oh, what's happening here? Like, it's not distracting yourself. It's just knowing there's multiple facets. It doesn't have to be like holding on this one thing. And I think as generators, you know, with that sustainable energy, we don't highlight enough. Go have fun, like go experience life and have the connections and like the serendipity that will happen in your life. It just like magnifies with that interaction, because we have such an attractive aura that 
again, that ease and flow falls into place, even if there's another aspect of life that you're maybe quote unquote waiting to respond to, um, you can fill your cup other ways. Yeah. And this is another brilliant point. You know, one of the things um, I often talk to people about when they first come to this is I'm like, "Mm, put down the big things, put down, you know, I want the job or I want to change my career or I need a new relationship or I need to heal myself. Just, just pop those down over there um, and go and respond to the little things. You know, one of the things that I say a lot is like, go stand in front of the fridge, you know, like open the fridge. Like, is there something in there that lights you up? If there isn't, go to the supermarket. Is there something in there that lights you up? Goes, you know, if there's, and and start with those little things, you know, go and do the things that feel good. Um, you know, for me, it's like, just go anywhere where there's water. If there's water, like, boom, right. I'm starting to find that feeling again, that that feeling lit up. Um, and I, I think the journey with human design is that we come into it and we're instantly told we're not to make decisions with our mind. We're, you know, in this case, we're meant to make decisions with our sacral. But we're thinking how to make decisions with our sacral. So, and we are thinking, well, I need to sort this job stuff out now. Um, instead of going, cool, this is a fun experiment. Let me just go out into the world and respond to simple things that don't matter. And this is the, the one thing I'll say to people a lot, um, especially in the beginning, practice responding to things that don't matter. Ask yes, no questions about things that don't matter, that you are not attached. And when I say don't matter, I mean, you're not attached to the outcome. Uh, you don't care what flavor um, smoothie you have, or you don't really give a, you don't really care which beach you go to. So practice going, okay, cool. Am I going to go to um, Freshwater? No. Am I going to go to Jarvis Bay? Yes. Like just practice on those things that you don't have big attachment to. Notice the little things that excite you in life and just start there. You know, there's this great principle in NLP that is the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of that thing. It's like, I remember um, in my early 20s, knowing this, um, I don't know what the actual quote is, but the moment you stop looking for someone is the moment you find them. And it's the same with everything else. Like the, stop putting your mind attention on the big thing that needs to shift. As a generator, go out into the world, have fun, practice responding to life, you know, notice the things that light you up. And the big thing that's over there, like the elephant in the room will take care of itself. Um, You don't have to do or force because the doing and the forcing comes from the mind. Um, Your aura is sweet. Like it will attract everything you need to it. Um, So yeah, great point. Anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. Amazing. Well, I think we've covered everything. Um, And if we haven't, well, we haven't. Um, This is definitely going to be a great opportunity or great um, episode for all those generators, especially the new generators. So thank you so much for joining, Jess. Really appreciate your time and everything you had to share. Oh, thank you so much. It was fun. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for being here. I'm super excited to have you on the journey with this podcast and specifically this series, this type series. Um, And I look forward to having you on the next podcast when we talk about manifesting generators. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points. Could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.